Welcome to the Kawartha Small Business Podcast, where we believe the Kawarthas can be the most thriving region in Canada for small business. I'm Brian Rump from Profit Coach. And I'm Matt Garrity of Managy Digital. And before we get started, head over to Kawartha Small Business Podcast.ca slash checklist and download Matt and Brian's marketing checklist for Kawartha Small Business. Uh, we are live from, uh, we're recording from Thrive Podcast Studio at Thrive Coworking Community at 18 Kent Street West in downtown Lindsay. All right, Matt, today we are talking about what's going on in October. So uh, we have, uh, or I guess not October, September. Oh, look at me and my uh, lovely uh, use of the calendar. So uh, what is happening in the business community? Thrive's got a lot of cool stuff going on this month, September 15th. Our friend of the show, Dennis Geelan. Did I say that right? Yeah. Nice. Dennis Geelan, uh, he just released his latest book, The Accidental Solarpreneur, and an online course. And he's doing his book launch on the 15th at Thrive, which I think will be a lot of fun. Um, you are doing a conversation on the 21st, the six ways to optimize revenue and profit in your business. Those are a couple things going on at Thrive that I'm pretty excited about. Um, intentionally kind of a quieter summer as people buckle down, but the idea in September is to get focused on your business work again this month. So Awesome. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, we'll tease a little bit. Uh, October is always Small Business Week. There's a lot of stuff that's going to be happening here uh, at Thrive for Small Business Week, which is um, the uh, week of the 17th of October is the Monday. So uh, that week, if you're a small business owner, you know, there'll be lots of stuff going around, lots of big brands. Uh, it's a national week sponsored by BDC is like the official one. Uh, we're doing lots of unlicensed, unofficial things to celebrate uh, that week, but uh, I think Thrive is going to be the place to be for businesses that week. Thrive is the home of Small Business Week in the Kawarthas. Uh, I think they actually officially kick off Small Business Week on the Saturday or the Sunday, oh, okay. but we're kicking it off Monday the 17th. We'll do an extended Monday morning coffee for the podcast. So if you're an entrepreneur or a business owner, existing business, new business, um, aspirational business, come over to Thrive and just chat, get focused for the week. We're working on a bunch of stuff for that week, but uh, some confirmed things. I'm doing a lunch and learn about uh, SEO on the Tuesday, October the 18th. So uh, live coaching to get found on Google, which is going to be critical for every small business in Lindsay and Kawartha Lakes in the coming future. If you are not getting found on Google, your business is not going to survive in the next few years. Not to be super dramatic, but I actually truly believe that. I think it's a truth. Fair. For most businesses. There's some some exceptions, but probably not yeah. too many exceptions. So On the Wednesday, because like I was saying, at Thrive on the Small Business Week, we've got something every day going on. 
Uh, we're working with Cashflow Tribe and myself to do a what they call a Work With You Wednesday, which is going to be a whole afternoon of in-person type of workshop on social media. And I don't think it's going to be me lecturing um, from a mountaintop as much as I would love to do that. I think it's going to be more hands-on showing people how this is how you start this. This is how you build this and going all through that step that whole afternoon. Um, on the Thursday, October the 20th, our aforementioned friend of the show, Dennis Geelan, is coming back for the Solopreneur Playbook uh, workshop, which I think will be really fascinating. De- uh, Dennis has got um, and has done some workshops here in the past and continuing that um, with the Solopreneur Playbook. And then probably the most hotly anticipated one would be on Friday, October the 21st with Brian Rump of Profit Coach. It's the six things you need to optimize your business for revenue and profit, like a full day intense workshop. Yeah, that is going to be, um, you mentioned before in September, I'm doing a keynote talk. We're going to go over those six things. But on that Friday, we are hammering into an hour of each one. Uh, There will be a bit of me talking, but this is designed really to be a workshop. Uh, Limited space. There's literally eight chairs in the room. I don't want to pack it too full um, just because it gets uh, not as good of an exercise. But this is really designed to be very um, strategic and you will walk away with a whole new uh, view on your business and a plan for sort of what to do next. So um, I'm really excited about it. So hopefully we get some uh, people coming out. So if you're listening and think I need that, uh, reach out and we'll get you on the uh, list. Again, limited attendance. Um, Pretty awesome. Yeah, I'd love to see lots of people here for that week. It's a fun week. It's a, a week to kind of focus on entrepreneurship and small business. And just, again, a time to kind of embrace and enjoy that, but then throw in some PD professional development type of time. Um, So whether you want to come check these things out or if you wanted to do some sort of presentation, conversation, workshop at Thrive, more than happy to have that conversation and figure that out. Like I'm, I'm always more than excited to have those things happening here. So, yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, that's October, but you know, for September, we got a couple of weeks left in the month for sure. I think, uh, you know, the common theme you talked about it, you know, a lot of people are sort of getting back to business. It's that time of year where you know, kids are back into school and that natural planning. I think there will be people who open businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, they really get into planning for next year. And I think that's a thing that uh, will come up. I think another what's going on is we've got, like SIBA loans coming up. So a lot of people have been kicking the can down the road for some paying those things back. And I think um, for those who don't have a plan to pay it back, it gives them a reason to be like, oh, it's time to plan some things or like either pay it back, got to get a loan, like you kind of get by, but then there comes that time of like, okay, I need a real plan to be profitable. So I think we're going to start seeing that a lot. I think the impact of pandemic slowdown, people maybe behind on HST filings, just different things in business where you kind of get through, but 
it's not really sustainable happen. And now we're seeing, you know, interest rates are going up. So if you are borrowing money, it's getting a little bit more expensive. So I, I just, I, I may be wrong and I probably am wrong, but I feel like businesses are going to be more into planning, into, you know, addressing some of these systemic issues that they have um, so that they can, you know, get onto a formula of being profitable. And you hear about people saying for years, like things are changing, things are changing, things are dramatically changing in business this year and have because of COVID, everyone's going online, people are moving like crazy. There's a lot of different demographics and the landscape has changed so much, whether it be Lindsay Kawartha's or elsewhere, it's changed forever. Yeah, it's changed, keeps changing. I think we've had a big shock and now things will start not leveling out necessarily, but we're going to start seeing the impacts of that a bit more. I think uh, I know somebody who helps with like consumer proposals and they're getting calls from business owners all the time. So I think there's going to be businesses closing. Um, we've been seeing a lot of action of businesses opening up. So I think, again, businesses will be opening. You know, there's new people in every market. There's just opportunities everywhere. So I think we're going to be in for just a, busy time for a lot of people. Uh, speaking of businesses opening, I saw there's a business, I believe it's called, um, I did write it down, Cheek in Peterborough. It's like an 85 square foot shop on Hunter Street, sort of across from the only in Gordon Best. So that's kind of uh, cool. Uh, in Lindsay, we have the Sweet Kitchen opening up soon. Kindred Cafe opening up soon. Gusto. Uh, Gusto is a uh, new restaurant that's uh, just recently opened. So it's just really neat to see those, uh, you know, the action of businesses opening. Uh, we've had over the summer, I was surprised, not a lot of activity, but then at the same time met several people opening up mm -hmm. businesses or planning to in the next little while. So I think we're going to see towards the end of this year and then in the spring sort of a lot more businesses opening. Yeah, and not to change the subject dramatically, but this month, and you're going to be like, well, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but the Lex is, is on this month. Oh, yeah. And the Bob Cajun Fall Fair. We should talk about sponsorship at those places one time. It's interesting. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Like you want to be a sponsor? Well, maybe I do, but or let's talk just, about does it make sense? Or you're just curious to see oh, who I, sponsors it? I, I think there's a conversation to be had about if and when it makes sense about sponsorships at events, maybe, oh, yeah. in general. Yeah, I think that's a whole uh, conversation we can have because I think it is one of those, um, just briefly – it's frustrating to me because I always look at who sponsored it and then it's like some make absolutely no sense. You'll have people who don't have a website, but yet they will be like the lowest level. They'll spend you know, 500 bucks to sponsor an event and they're like buried in a list of sponsors. So someone like me who reads those lists are like, who's that? And then I can't find them. So I think that's kind of like burning money, although you do get some impressions uh, but then i think with so many people at certain things it's a good way to make sure people know um, who you are or become aware of you when you see those 
banners around. I think sometimes you get lost in like, here's a fence with 800 banners and our sponsors <laughs> on it. So it's hard to stand out, uh, but it's also an opportunity to stand out. Oh so, yeah, for sure. I think like ultimately it's awareness, which is good. I'm always surprised how expensive the sponsorship is. I think in some cases it might come down to, is this just something I really want? Like, would it be cool to see my name at the Lex? I don't know. But I also, like, I'm into golf now. Would it be cool to see my name at a golf course? Yeah, it'd be kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not worth it, but I think it'd be cool. I think that's a, maybe a whole other conversation because I think um, people have their biases. Yeah. And I've noticed lots of people will talk about, oh, I don't do marketing. Or they think marketing just means, like, sign advertising at the golf course. And it's... Uh, or the, the Lex or something like that. And I think, again, there's a time and place for it. Yeah. But how does it fit into what you're getting and your overall marketing budget? So mm-hmm. if you have a marketing budget and you are allocate so much just to impressions and awareness and then so much to maybe, again, down the funnel interactions, as you spread that out, depending how much it is, you know, that's why you see like all the banks, you know, sponsor that because they just want their logo in sure. lots of different places and it's cheap for them. So it's like, oh, you know, they'll spend five grand to put it on the fence at the fair because the alternative is, you know, a billboard that's 20 grand or something like that. Whereas if you're a small business and you don't even have a website, you probably shouldn't spend, you know, a thousand dollars on a sign where only a few people will see it. Yeah, that's a good point. We should talk about this another time, but yeah, let's, uh, we'll put that on the list for like how to make those decisions. Cause I'm fascinated by it yeah. because we all have limited resources and making those decisions, but yeah, business community, we have our Monday morning coffees here. So entrepreneur come any Monday morning, eight 30, get some coffee at thrive with some other business owners new businesses starting up. I think the fall, I think, is going to be neat for businesses doing events. Mm. I think, again, uh, impact of pandemic, I think people are just seizing the opportunity to like continue to do activities, look for things to do. Yeah, You know, we're leading into the Christmas season, which I think will be fascinating. We've kind of missed a few Christmases for like mm-hmm. family parties and stuff. So, you know, we had... Uh, uh, some conversations with like you know Sweet Kitchen, which will be released in a couple weeks. But you, know, you can pre-order desserts and stuff for um, those. I think businesses like that for like Christmas parties, Thanksgiving parties. Like you haven't seen your like family or friends that much in a few years. Like why bother cooking? Like just buy some stuff, show up, have a good time. Versus you know sinking all the time into prepping oh for sure i think that's maybe a trend or something Mm -hmm. that's going to happen so yeah we could see like again we talk a little bit about boomers i don't know if we say them by name but uh, younger generations that are more interested in quality so whether that's quality food quality items quality time like myself i don't really love doing a lot of stuff when i've got friends over 
family might be different because I'm trying to get away from them or whatever at the barbecue. But when I've got friends over in the summer and we're barbecuing, like I don't want to spend a lot of time at the barbecue. I want everything prepped. I want to be able to spend more time with those people, hang out with my kids more. So I'm all for paying a little bit more for actual quality. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if we know of any other businesses opening or big events that's uh, happened. It, it, like it's fall fair season. Um, like you've got the Lex, you've got Bob Cajun. I swear there's maybe a couple more. You're seeing a lot of um, apple orchards. And we just missed talking about the sunflower farm. Do you see it on oh, Highway yeah. 7 and 35? It was gorgeous. I think everyone in Lindsay, it seemed like, was there at one point to get some photos. And it was truly incredible. I hope that they come back next summer. I wanted to reach out to them. I didn't think we were going to have time um, and, like, just with their seasonality. But, like, we should talk about getting them out here because I do think it's, like, an interesting conversation. I want to know what else they have going on. Like, do they just spend all year planning for this? There's no way they can make an entire year's worth of salary. So, like, I'm kind of curious, like, What's their passion? What's their interests? And then also like the scary part for them, not to mansplain. I don't know anything about the business other than like it was there and it was supposed to close on a Sunday and I drove by on a Thursday and I'm like, those sunflowers are dead. Like it didn't look like it did days earlier. So like they lost and they were supposed to close on Sunday. They weren't open on Sunday. I don't remember Saturday. No, sorry, I do. I remember driving by and just my feeling being like, if I was a consumer, I'd be kind of mad that I paid for this because like the flowers didn't look the way they did a couple of days earlier. It's such a short window. It's such a short window and it's not criticism at them at all. Cause like, I truly think what they did was incredible and I want them to come back and I want them to do it again and again and come up with more things. I love, I love it. But from our conversation, like how, what's the business behind like something so intangible like these flowers that are beautiful for a minute and then they're gone. And like, how do you market that? How did you get like, how do they make it go viral? Maybe it was like literally just so beautiful that everyone was talking about it. So it's cool. Did it cost money to get your picture taken? there? Yeah. I don't remember how much it was. It was very reasonable though. Like in a part of me was like, this is going to be crazy expensive. Um, I thought it was reasonable. I had one person and I think maybe it was my sister. So that makes a bit of sense where she was surprised that it cost money. And I just rolled my eyes. <laughs> oh well, she must, I think my sister's a communist maybe. So, well, uh, you know, coming from my, uh, living on farm and farm, you know, there's a large segment of the population that thinks farms are public land. Uh, you know, one fun example is I one time went to my in-laws and I was like, oh, who's picking apples out front? And they were like, what? And someone had like brought a ladder and was like in their field, like <laughs> up on a tree picking apples without permission. Um, you know, it's not just a park. Uh, we had a neighbor who had a sunflower uh, crop and oh. people just pulled over on the side of the road and like hopped the fence and trampled to get like their pictures um, so to do it as a business and have an admission and set it up so it's like, you know, for pictures and the coolness is really cool. But yeah, your your window is really short to be yeah. able to do that. Uh, we did actually my um, a funny thing a few years ago. We had some sunflowers at our place, and then when they were all dying, I had some friends with kids over, and they like did like a pretend like sad family picture in front of them, <laughs> and it's like a really funny. Uh, 
photos, so there's still maybe some value <laughs> in that, but it'd be a cool conversation to have. I and, think so. And just looking at those types of event places and, um, you know, that's a whole other business that, yeah, we'll reach out and get some uh, maybe guests on the podcast to, I, to talk about those, uh, you know, windows, but that stuff's happening. And I guess if we can give one thing is remember that it is a business. And when people are doing these things, uh, spend some money there, if you, especially if you want it to exist in the future. Right. Okay. So I was quickly looking at their name because we haven't given them a name. Uh, it's the Sunflower Farm. I know that they've got one in Beaverton. Holy smokes. I got 11,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. And they're opening up pumpkins in a couple of weeks. Awesome. That's a good idea. Anyways, yeah. we should have them on. Anyways. Pumpkins, yeah, maybe not in October because uh, I had a family member who had a very popular pumpkin farm near Bob Cajun, and it's an intense, uh, intense little bit of business because you know your window is short um, for a lot of volume of stuff. So, yeah, and I recommend not washing pumpkins in the cold because it's like the worst. Um, job ever if you have to, have to help out so any other final thoughts or anything happening no i'm just excited to see where this next couple months go but like i think there's just so much opportunity now that it's not september and everything so it's uh it's an exciting time of year awesome Alrighty. well um thank you uh for listening if you know of something going on and you'd like us to talk about it um you can send us an email if you'd like to be on the podcast for a conversation about uh, your business, we'd love to do that as well. Uh, you can check us out at kawarthasmallbusinesspodcast.ca or you could just uh, set it up via email at setitup at kawarthasmallbusinesspodcast.ca.